I've got an intro for this one inspired by the episode. Ooh. Uh, I just want to make clear that, that I do not mean the sentiments that are in this. Oh. Here we go. One, two, podcast for you. Three, four, Heather's a bore. Five, six, Alan does the mix. Seven, eight, we started recording late. Nine, ten, stupid sexy again. It's the stupid sexy podcast. <laughs> you're not, you're not a bore. You're a delight. Welcome to season fifteen, episode eight. Marge versus singles, seniors, childless couples, and teens and gays. Wahoo! Beautiful. We are here as always. You're at the Stupid Sexy Podcast. We're looking at some Simpsons. You're joined by your your two hosts. First of all, over there, she said, Wahoo! About four times. Cut most of them out. It's Heather Anderson. Wahoo! Um, and over there, uh, snip, snip, snipping away all of my personality, it's Alan Irwin. Hey, do you know what? It's just too much. It's too much. For yeah, I feel like this is one extended edition no one wants to see. Release the podcast cut. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it'd be like most director's cuts. You're like, do you know what? It was fine before. Do you know what? Slap a black and white filter on it. Maybe we'll get a palm's door. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the Criterion Collection's got a re-release. <laughs> Season 14. Right, okay. So this episode, it's it's controversial. It's political. It's all about Marge. Badonkadonk. So It's about Marge's like butt? Ma- no, but it, it is there. Would you like to hear my synopsis that I prepared? As someone who hasn't watched this episode before, absolutely. Season 15, episode 8, Marge versus singles, seniors, childless couples and teens and gays. A disaster at a concert for babies leads to the citizens of Springfield having to fork out obscene amounts in taxes. This leads to the formation of a pressure group demanding that the town become explicitly anti-child for the benefit of those who choose not to procreate. Called into action, Marge attempts to pass a proposition to reverse the changes as she desperately tries to protect the perks her children receive. That's pretty pretty bang on what happened. I was there, I saw it. So what do you think? I thought it was okay. Oh, um, I, I just, I couldn't warm um, to it. By okay, I mean, I was like, there's maybe a plot there, but also, what the fuck? It was a weird episode, it wasn't was it? It was so weird. I was, it was one of those ones where I was like, I, I get that you're trying to make a point, but what is it? Yeah, I don't know what the point what is was. It? I mean, they were funny. It's like a thing that we come across quite a bit through the pod, which is episodes where there's there's some funny jokes. Can't deny that. But the plot just is... Fucking blue chunks, baby. Much like a baby would. Exactly. So let's get into it. No chalk gag. There's a shock. No chalk gag. The couch gag is knife throwing. So Mm -hmm. somebody throws a knife in between each of the Simpsons and Homer reaches for peanuts. And he nearly gets another one. And we start with uh, something that's really aged like milk, which is uh, a Steve Irwin parody yeah um, oh, boy, th- that ends with him being murdered by an animal much like yeah. he was in life so uh, Bart wants to watch that Lisa wants to watch a show where, where dolls get their house made over because uh, Ken needs somewhere to keep all his thongs me and Ken both baby are you a big thong person it's the only way I have a butt so yes then yes <laughs> They're cycling through the channels while fighting over the remote. And did you hear the King of the Hill reference? I did. Bobby, I got propane in my urethra. <laughs> that feels like a King of the Hill plot. I fucking love King of the Hill. Whenever this podcast is over, do you want to do a King of the Hill cast? We've already talked about this, do you know? No, yeah. I'm, I'm just planting the seeds. I'll think about it. I mean, we're going to be doing this for about eight years, so... Yeah. I'll be 35. <laughs> so they switch on kids' TV program 
which uh, with Rufy, who's like a weird singer guy, yeah, singing to babies, and it's it is quite sweet that Maggie really loves him, like hugs the TV and all. That unnerves me. Well, Bart's like Rufy sucks, and Marge goes, but Maggie likes him, and babies only like good things, like titties, titties, bed, having a shit. Name a really? bad thing a baby likes. Um. Fuck, you're right. Yeah, exactly, you see. So, well, I'm not right, Marge is right, of course she is. My my lost Lenore. <laughs> <laughs> so then Bart and Lisa talk in Pig Latin, which I have to say, I find Pig Latin so obnoxious. Yeah. Could you do it? No. When you were younger, I never no. could do it. It was like, it's bollocks. Fuck away off. Go and learn a proper language, you freaks. Uh- <laughs> So Maggie becomes obsessed with Rufy. She listens to him all the time. The kids are going mad. Bart puts mashed potato in his ears, but the dog licks them out. <gasps> that, that made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> I know. While Maggie's having a bath that's playing, Lisa takes, the, takes her out of the wall, but there's batteries. She takes the batteries out. There's a solar panel. Homer's going mad because the baby monitor is playing Rufy all the time. So he decides to go and smash it with a hammer. But Maggie wakes up. And to be fair to Homer, he's like, I'll cave my skull in before I disappoint my daughter. So he's like, oh no, silly daddy, and batters himself. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Hammer. So the kid, kids are going slightly mad because they have to live with this all the time. Bart hates it so much that he actually asks for detention. And to try and get himself to stay, he says that he has given the gerbil coffee. And then the gerbil does a great dramatic death. Where it's yes. Like, <gasps> Absolutely. Get the hamster and Oscar. Or a RIP segment in, yes. In the Oscars? In memoriam, yes. There you go. I know what you're saying. Bart's like, let me stay behind and write something a thousand times on the blackboard. And in a meta joke, Kripopel says, ah, we all got tired of that chalkboard years ago. (laughs) Maybe that's why there's no chalkboard gags. You see? Ours just, they can't be arsed. Probably. Yeah. So Maggie is becoming obsessed with it to the extent where like when they turn, so she's watching with her eyes, like pointed away from the screen. Yeah. Bit disturbing. And whenever Bart turns it off, she turns around. And snarls. Yeah. Fuck. Rufy is singing a song about, and it's perfect for, the, for those baby songs where it's like, it's absolute nonsense. You know, oh, somebody, yeah. there's absolutely. a bear on floor 28 or something. And then he's like, hey, everybody in Springfield, I'm coming to your town. And if you and if you don't go, Rufy will be sad and the helpful bear will, will die. die. <laughs> it's on a drip. That's right, he is on a drip. He comes in, he's like, oh, my kidneys are failing. He doesn't say that, but that's what I assume is happening. The gist is there. Yep. So Marge goes out and she comes back in. Now, I've got a question for you here. So Marge comes back in and says, I got the Rufy tickets fair and square and I kept my dignity. Not like Janie's mum. What do you think Janie's mum did oh, to get those tickets? She flashed some titty. She just flashed a titty? Are you trying to think of a third one? You just went, yeah. flashed a t- Did you say flashed a titty? So she flashed yeah, one titty. One. Yeah, don't give and one then, over and then, free. And then escalated to sucking a dick immediately. Like, yeah, we can do that fully clothes. Yeah, but it's more exciting than a titty, is it yeah. not? I mean, don't wrong here. You're speaking to a man. You're speaking to a man who loves titties. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I feel like the dick is the dick sucking's an escalation. Well, yeah, that was the point. I just couldn't think of a third one. Up the bum. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Marge would be old fashioned enough to think that you lose your dignity when you do that. Oh yeah, probably. Well, all you all you really do is become class now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Marge takes Maggie to the Rufy concert. I will say Marge wears adorable dungarees to the concert. She does, in fairness. And they have to park five miles away and walk because, like, it's been oversold. This, I can't believe a music promoter would do something unscrupulous. <laughs> and they arrive and it's it's great. It's like Woodstock or like Altamont Woodstock or something. Like you saw Gimme Shelters playing. The kids all share like a dummy. <laughs> 
There's that one kid high. just like vomiting while spinning. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. Yes. And then it starts to rain and the babies are crying, so Rufy has to come out and do his concert. And well, sorry, the Teletubbies are there as well. Oh yeah, and they want custard, baby. For the first time since Tinky Winky was cleared of manslaughter. Not guilty! <laughs> the worst part about the Teletubbies always was, you know when they showed the video and then they would go again again and show you the exact same video? Yeah. Do you know what my favourite thing about the Teletubbies was? On Tumblr and like all that shite, there used to be a post that went viral all the time and it was a picture of the Tubby Custard and it was like, THIS IS WHAT'S IN A McNUGGET! <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah, and there were so many people believed it, but it was like, this is what your McNuggets are made out of. It only goes white when it's cooked. It's like a pureed chicken and, and plastic. Wait a minute. I, th- I thought that's what nuggets were. That's tubby fucking custard, bro. A fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's tubby custard, babe. I feel like such a fool. You got custard pilled. <laughs> this is so oh, funny. God. I can't believe I believed that. <laughs> No, don't get me wrong. I mean, I have McNuggets. Another win for me. Another loss for everyone who told me media studies was a waste of time. Because who's media literate now, bitch? (laughs) (laughs) Fair days, fair days. So, Rufy gets quite literally bottled by the upset babies because of the rain. It starts a riot. The kids are going mental, crying, smashing things. Uh, Maggie's (laughs) nappy inflates about 50 times (laughs) in the rain because it's super absorbent. Uh, it looks like Homer's belly in the last episode. And this is the news comes and they're like, oh no, there's a riot at the, the baby concert. And they're like, we're going to talk to the leader of the babies, Tyler. Tyler, is there a peaceful solution possible? And just like starts hammering buttons. Uh, the police have to start battering the babies with batons, which is... Uh, and he's like, there's no use for it, boys. We'll have to tummy kiss our way out. <laughs> there's a bouncy one here, chief. <laughs> That's what he says. I know, but Jesus. So there's a lot of damage done to what turns out to be Cletus's farm. It's destroyed my farmhouse and the equity I have built up therein. So there's a a town meeting where it turns out that the babies have caused $1 million worth of damage. Right about this point where the episode starts to lose me a wee bit. Yeah. I was enjoying it a lot up to this point. The people are fed up pence. This woman called Lindsay Nagel turns up. Yeah. And she's like, I don't have kids. Why, you know, we are already paying for education and all this. That's Which you benefited like, from, you know, bitch. What? From other episodes, you're a lawyer. Yeah. So Fuck up. Uh, Marge gets up and is like, I'm a, I'm a mother. Boo. And an American. Yay. Yeah. And I love, what's it? I love hot, not hot dogs. Is it hot dogs? I think so. I like Because I love dogs, hot dogs. They, and they go, way. And I love baseball. Boo. Boo. So, and then Lindsay, now Lindsay just say a very funny line. She's like, save your breath for blowing up water wings, breeder. <laughs> and she says, children are the future. Today belongs to me. I mean. So they go on a rampage and destroy all the kids stuff in the town. They like break climbing frames, burst kitty pools. Like, Which is a thing because like, I mean, like what's the point in like destroying it? It's already been paid for. <laughs> like that's the same yeah, thing that's as, like, a fair point. going to Nike and bur- like buying a pair of shoes and then burning the shoes because they did that so, Colin Kaepernick, I, I kneel with him fucking campaign. Yeah. You're just burning your own money, you fucking asshole. Idiot. Actually, I left her two great lines in the town meeting, which is, uh, Homer's like, what, you can't change the deal now? We never would have had these kids if we knew we had to pay for them. (laughs) And also, Mel says he doesn't like going to kids' plays. And uh, Marge is like... Of course he doesn't. He's he's an actor. He's a thespian. 
And Marge is like, but then when would we see Camelot? He's like, we could watch it on videotape. It's like, but to me, Ralph Wiggum is Sir Lancelot. And he gets up and sings and they all boom. I did enjoy on the rampage as well where they're breaking the spell talker. And yes. it goes, why, why, why? 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 Lingwo dead? Lingwo is dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we see Milhouse crying in a part of that famous image that the Nazis used. Well, actually, it was, I think it was in France. It was an invasion of France, but they should, they, no, when was it? Whenever it was, and it was a time when the Nazis were moving in somewhere. It might have been Austria. And so this guy crying, and the Nazis said, oh, he's crying because he's so happy. Yeah. And then the opposite said, he's crying because he's so sad. But will we ever know? Probably. Probably, but I need to look it up. So they then, as part of the like, kids are awful, they build a statue to deadbeat dads. <laughs> Which is the, a, a statue? The that's it. <laughs> this country makes me sick, and it's a dad like pulling out his pockets and going, "I just don't have it." <laughs> so they change the young adult section in the library to adult, oh, and it oh, loads of dirty old men coming. going. They're like, no. but it was it would still be the same books. Like it'd still be like the Hunger Games, you know? Yeah. Nobody's wanging over the Hunger Games. Well, somebody is, but like, so Marge <laughs> uh, confronts <laughs> Lindsay Nagel. Speaking of wanking, Marge confronts Lindsay Nagel and says, look, here's my biggest argument for having children. And it brings in Lisa and she's like, she's so smart and clever and um, great. Uh, and I wouldn't trade all the Sunday Lions and speed dating in the world for her right now. You ever been speed dating? No, that's my idea of It hell. freaks me out. I can barely it talk to one out. person, never mind several. Yeah, but do you ever think maybe like three minutes is the perfect amount of you? <laughs> Yeah, actually, that's fair. Maybe I'd get past, like, the second date. <laughs> Three minutes at a time. I want to keep you going. I'm you just not. Have terrible t- <laughs> you're making, you just you're, have terrible... You're, you're speaking my language, Alan. You're making solid points. No, Any no, you crazy kids out there listening want to go on a three-minute date with me? <laughs> Hit me up. I'll take feedback like a pro. No, what are the, you just have terrible taste in men. That's all it is. I don't think it's like... Well, actually, yeah, take that back. It's absolutely... Let, let's, taste, let's roll but... back through them. You know, we don't need to go into detail, but think about it. I was there. I mean, I wasn't there, but you told me about them, and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Are you I'm all not right? proud of my recent history, all right? No, but you don't, you don't, need to, but you don't need to be ashamed either. It's not your fault. It kind of is. No, it's not. Anyone wants my number, hit me up. <laughs> I'll give it up for free. <laughs> but then, so Lisa is kind of impressive to Lindsay Nagel. But then in comes Bart, who's like, I locked your keys in the car and Maggie has puked in your handbag. Gross. And then Lindsay Nagel says, at one point goes, all my purse is full of is disposable income. She says, I'm just never going to understand your viewpoint, Mrs. Simpson. Not even with all my free time. <laughs> also, I'm surprised you haven't brought up uh, Marge's uh, girl boss power suit. Oh, yeah. She was yeah. wearing little heels. Why did you give me like a wink there? Because that's what I thought you were thinking. <laughs> no, I wasn't. No, I'm not really a heels guy. Marge is quite tall and I'm quite short, so. She's also a fictional you know. character. You don't know what size she is to scale. Yeah, but I, I mean, I vaguely know. She's probably about. The hair, you see, is deceiving. She's probably about 5'4", but, like, like, she's not that much shorter than Homer, is she? I thought she was taller than Homer. Well, that's the hair. No, I thought she was taller than Homer. But maybe she, she's got, like, she's, like, long and slender. So maybe that's an optical illusion. She's, like, slender, man. <laughs> Imagine if slender man was Marge leading your children away. That could be a campaign ad for Lindsay That's Nagel. pretty much just what happened in this episode, let's be that's, real. That's true. So then we get to see the pizza restaurant where there's a family section that's really rowdy, but then there's, like, a single people section. And outside show Mel fucks because he gets a date with Lindsay Nagel. 
And he's like, that he does. oh, we truly live in a golden age. Did I ever tell you about um, whenever it was my last holiday that I went on um, to America with my family? And um, we went to St. Pete's and the hotel that we Pete? were staying in, it's um, along, it's like between, it's like near Miami. It's okay. Like, it's like between Tampa and Miami, I think. Any American listeners, correct me. There's nothing I love more. But yeah, the hotel that we were staying in, there was like the pool, like the main pool area was like 21 and over. And then it was, it was amazing. But then whenever you like went like five feet away, there was like the family pool. <laughs> it was like silence. And like relaxing, and then if you moved like slightly to the right, all you could hear was like in the distance. Ah, <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> That's brilliant, though. That all that Zen energy just it was so like funny. That. Like everyone was just fucking pissed because it was like there was a bar like in the pool and shit. We were just like, this is amazing, and then it was just if you just it was like apocalypse <laughs> now, but for children. <laughs> <laughs> terrifying so Marge uh, decides to form a pressure group called Papaskatag mm-hmm. to try and repeal all these measures and make sure that the, the funding for children lasts and says all we need to get going first of all is money and then everybody clears out and then Luigi comes over and is like you're going to have to pay the bill and then she disappears and then a guy from the Department of Homeland Security comes and then Luigi <laughs> very funny. very funny the only person who's willing to offer Marge money is a tobacco lobbyist who so has devil. a weird pen filled with like ghost sperm because yeah, he's the devil and they're souls fair enough oh are they souls yeah have you never seen Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island no Spooky Island no you have it's a live action one don't lie to me I've only seen the first one is that the first one yes there's that big bowl of human soul soup the only thing I remember is Linda Cardellini in that leather suit that's the second you know? one Alan well that's the only thing I remember oh. and that's fair she was she was poured into that suit <laughs> Fine, like a woman, I Linda Cardellini. Anyway, everybody was like, "Oh, look at Sarah Michelle Gellar. Fuck Sarah Michelle Gellar. Look at Linda Cardellini." Feminist icon, Alan Irwin. <laughs> Let's pit these women against each other. Yes, fight, 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 fight. Uh, Mr. Burns signs Marge's petition <laughs> because he loves their supple, youthful organs. Organs, yep. He wouldn't be here without them. That's and then Carl and Lenny see him sign and go, "Maybe we should sign too." And he's like, "Yeah, rich guys always want what's best for everyone." <laughs> Trickle down, baby. So Marge, you know, gets on the front page of the paper with her ballot drive. Mm-hmm. I like as well the, sec- the underneath is a second headline, less important study show. So there's a terrible attack ad where there's a woman like, I'm I a, thought that was Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, was it? That's who I thought it was. I didn't check it, but I'm assuming that's who it was. Okay, well, let's say it is Rosie O'Donnell. Gonna... Fine. She's like, I'm, I'm a mother and I'm against families come first because I love my family and the worst thing that could happen to my family is to put them first. And then there's a woman dressed as Marge. And she goes, <laughs> this is the funniest bit of the whole episode, right? Whenever he goes, I'm Marge Simpson, and even I'm against families come first. Now to do some coke off the blade of a knife. <laughs> That's how I'm going to end all of my sets from now on. <laughs> now to do some coke off the blade of a knife. <laughs> oh, you all right? Yeah. Are you okay even upset? Just stung is all. Oh. Marge is like, that ad is terrible for our campaign. And I was like, well, why, why did you, you do it? it? <laughs> and she's like, that wasn't me. Or maybe that is you and you're the fake. How many children do we have? Three. No. It- oh, yes, the baby. <laughs> he always forgets about Maggie. So Homer makes his own ad, which Marge regrets not and watching. My lord. And he basically talks about how like uh, a lot of people who want this, chi- a lot of the childless advocates are people like Ben Affleck from out of state. And the ball- the proposition that Marge is pushing for is um, endorsed by like the sea captain and the angry Surly Duff. 
And the guy who annoyingly says, Yes! <laughs> I had a stroke! And then he gets a picture of Rudy Giuliani. Oh, <laughs> He's fuck. like, vote yeah, I am Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> America's mayor back then. Now he's just that guy that sweats a lot and organized. Like, I still maintain the funniest thing that has ever happened politically was him booking that event at the Four Seasons. Yes, yes it was. <laughs> it was a landscaping company. <laughs> that was one of those ones. You know, when you watch it, you go, This has got to be a simulation. Yeah, this this is not this real life. Right. This is like an no. always sunny plot line. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. But Marge is very frustrated with Homer's ad because it says yes on 232. But she's like, no, we want no on 232 and yes on 242. And then all his bumper stickers say yes, no, 242. (laughs) And also it's the day before the election and they're all just sitting in a box in the living room. So it's a fucking disaster. So fortunately, the kids have a chat. And Mar and Bart and Lisa are like, we could. Or Bart says, why don't the kids do something about it? And Lisa's like, like what? He goes, look, I'm the big picture guy. You have to come up with the nuts and bolts. And she's like, oh, I've got it. And he goes, this, it's the best idea I've ever had. And he's like, don't you mean the best idea I've ever had? It's like, you don't even know what it is. <laughs> so they're fighting and all they agree. So what do they do? What is the secret to stopping the ballot proposition? Apparently now? it's War of the Worlds. It is. It's, that's what it is. It's War of the yeah, Worlds. It it's sickly children. They're the silver bullet. So basically what the kids do is they hug all the people who are going to vote no. And then they get too ill to like go in. They all collapse. Um, Moe's like trying. He's like, oh no, must participate in democratic process and then collapses then the annoying jerk guy comes out and he's like it's it's a yes and then marge says looks like everything is back the way it was which is the only way it should ever be (laughs) and you know what she's not wrong and the episode ends there like that was what do you think i didn't really like it that much i thought it was kind of all over the place and I mean, there kind of was a plot, but it's just, I don't know. This wasn't for me. No, it didn't grab me. Not terrible or anything like that. Yeah, it just, yeah, it wasn't great. No. Some funny lines in it. I'll give them that. Mm -hmm. You know, doing cocaine off off a knife is very funny. Is it? I would know. I'd say you would. I've never done cocaine. I'm too anxious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair fair point. (laughs) So, okay, what are you going to give out of five? Three. I'm going to give two and a half. Yeah, I was going to give two and a so half, that but is... then I was like, it's not as bad as... It's not a bad episode, it's just... Mm. So, straight down the so middle. So, five and a half out of ten, so... Yeah, yeah. Uh, whack it on in the background. Great. It'll, fid- it'll, it'll right. fill some dead air. <laughs> <laughs> Much like this pod. <laughs> Wow, what a ringing endorsement. Okay, so that will do it for now. We'll have to look this up again because it's so hard to say. That'll do it for season 15, episode 8, Marge versus Singles, Seniors, Childless Couples and Teens and Gays. Mm-hmm. We'll be back next week, uh, as always. Actually, we'll have two episodes next week because it will be Christmas week. Christmas! We have... The pod's coming out! Christmas! I just gave you an idea for an entry while and I wouldn't guffaw or chuckle. Maybe I will, though. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I'm not your boss. Exactly. So I'm barely even a (laughs) co-host. Here's... Here's my suggestion, right? So we've got we're gonna do a regular episode. We're also gonna do a Christmas episode, and I think we should go right back to where it all began and do season one, episode one, Simpsons roasting on an open fire. Simpsons roasting on an open fire. Yeah, why not? So is that a yes? Yeah. We'll do that. So that'll be our special. That'll be out probably Christmas Podcast Eve, something like that. Snipping at your nose. <laughs> Beautiful. So would you like to hear about next week's episode? I would love it. 
Let's fucking dive on in, boys. Season 15, episode 9, I do, but Bart enters his new robot into the Robot Rumble TV show without realising that it's Homer in a costume. Meanwhile, Lisa has cat trouble. <laughs> We're going to get to talk about Robot Wars. <laughs> yes. Uh, I for one can't wait to lack self-control Toughen up your exoskeleton baby Because we're going to play Robot Rumble Let's get ready ready. And what a Robot Rumble Let's get ready to rumble Oh there's the intro for that one Okay, so Heather, if people wanted to get in touch with the podcast, what could they do? Um, they can hit us up on socials. We've got a Twitter at Stupid Sexy Pod. We have an Instagram at Stupid Sexy Podcast. We have an email if you're a loser. Well, no, you're not a loser if you're emailing us. You're pretty cool. It's stupidsexypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I, am I missing anything? I'm being a little forgetful yes, boy. Um, uh, you are very forgetful. What they can do is leave a review on their podcast platform of choice, <laughs> share the podcast on their socials, or Ooh. tell a friend anything to help us grow our international listener base. Yee-yee. And that is going to do it for this week's episode, season 15, episode 8. I'm not going to remember the title, so I'm not going to say it again. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll be back twice next week. Very exciting. But until then, continue to enjoy the festive season. I've been Alan Irwin. I've been Heather Anderson. And we will see you very, very soon. Yes. One, two, switch off the pod. Three, four. End it, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll do. Right. All the best, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.